Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Brian Foster on Kardak Radio, presenting the program Spiritism and the Spirit World Around Us. Hello, this is Brian Foster on Sunday, 4 p.m. on July 23rd. Hello, everybody. Tonight, our program is Go Forth and Talk with Spirits. Now, I want to make sure that I'm not saying this, you know, willy-nilly, start talking to spirits. Or there are uh, things we have to do first. And I am also, I am not a medium, but I do want to present to you what has been told to us in the spiritist literature about talking with spirits and about the importance of that. And in fact, the reason I did this program is because the spirit Zabadell expressly talked about this on December 1st, 1913. So, uh, first, I want to tell you that if you would like to call in our, on Blog Talk Radio, it's 858-769-4705. Again, the number is 858-769-4705. The, we are also uh, live on Kardak Radio, which you can use on your Apple device or your Android device. And you can just look up if you want to load it on. It's, 20, it's 24 hours a day of spiritist program. It's great. A lot of people are, are on it now. It's been around for almost two months. And you can look it up on either the PlayStation uh, or uh, the App Store in, in the Apple iOS. And just look up Kardak Radio and you can download it for free. And it's your window to 24 hours a day of Kardak Radio. The other one is we're also, we are also now streaming live on Facebook which is exciting. So you can, on screen, you can put your comments on there. I'll see your comments on screen. I'll try and answer them as I go. It's been very uh, wonderful that we've, we've been doing this in the past. It's, it's, it's worked well. So uh, it, it's exciting. Again, this, my name is Brian Foster. I am a spiritist. I run a blog called www.nwspiritism.com. Again, that's nwspiritism.com there's a lot of articles there's on the right hand navigation side there's a picture of Alan Kardec you can click on him and you can then go to the EDICI bookstore see all the books you can also get all these books on Amazon of course all the books by Alan Kardec are available on PDF so, so you just look up in Google Alan Kardec and you can find that's how I started you can find his books on PDF now tonight let me go I have a call ready already but I want to first introduce the subject. So this message to the Reverend G. Val Owen, who's a very interesting person, very wonderful uh, reverend back in the early 1900s in England. And he communicated with, uh, a spirit, Zabdal communicated with him in, on December 1st, 1913. And he states that the primary reason that Jesus was sentenced to death by the ruling Jewish religious order was because he told people that life wasn't just on earth. Our dusty plane was only a lowly way station. And those in charge of humans on earth were poor reflections of the governance of high spirits. Makes very well sense, doesn't it? The spirit world, spirit realm is true. It's, it's a wonderful place. And we on earth, we're, we're a school. Right? We're going through a school. We're learning. We're like, we're like the inmates running the prison. We're not fully civilized and we do a lot of things wrong, but we're here to learn. 
and maybe it's a great place to learn. That's the way it's set up. So this is what Zabdal said. This he said throughout his teaching. This is one. This is the one great motive, and for this it was that his enemies put him to death. Had his kingdom been of this world alone, he had not discounted the temporal aspirations nor their manner of life as to its ease and grandeur. But he showed that the kingdom was of those higher realms and that the church on earth was but the vestibule to the presence chamber. This being so, then the virtues by which the nobility should be measured were those which governed ranked in those brighter regions and not the mixed conditions of the lower portion of that kingdom as interpreted by the world. So, being compared. So what he meant was being compared to decent, loving, caring, and honest souls residing in the spiritual realm was unacceptable to the rulers on earth. It still is today. They knew that in comparison they would constantly fail. And this is still true. The vast majority of regimes are built upon corrupt edifices who are merely concerned with command and control of the population, not the welfare of the population. They, they speak a lot to it. But do they really mean it? Probably, I'm sure some of them do. Jesus, Zabdel exhorts us to seek out higher spirits and learn about their loving presence. This is what he tells us. Also, it is on our part a marvel that men should be found who hesitate on the way and fear to speak to us is a wrong and displeasing to him who himself came into the world for the same reason, that he might show how both spiritual and material were but two faces of one great kingdom and the unity of both together. Very true. And most religions today, the Catholic Church being one of them, attempted to sway their followers from direct contact with spirits. Now, there are good reasons for this, because people can get obsessed. They, you can, If you don't know what you're doing, and there's um, a lot, uh, you can get entangled with inferior spirits, and spirits that mean you wrong. So all throughout this, uh, go to my blog, look up on the search section about mediumship, and you read the Alan Kardec's The Book of Mediums. Uh, always do what is smart and uh, train yourself first. But it, what we are told is that uh, there's a lot out there for us to hear, but we have to be trained first. But again, the, the other religions like the Catholic Church sought to control knowledge and access, which many did. Even the Egyptian you know, priests, that's just the way it was even in the ancient world, is, is the, the priest class, the priestly class, controlled their knowledge because that would give them an access to the wealth of people who came to them. And religions which, which preach to talking to spirits are really talking to demons, you know, as I said, they have a point. So we just have to be careful. And the remedy is education, how to detect spirits for their best interest at heart. To those that use this for amusement are worse. And spiritism was revealed to us to supplement our knowledge and take it out of the hands of secretive orders. Alan Kardec wrote about how to discern the quality of spirits in one of the one of the 1858 editions of his magazines, The Spiritist Review. He wrote about a young medium who was fooled by a lesser spirit into performing nonsensical acts. The United States uh, Spiritist Council published this entire edition of Kardec's magazine for the year 1858, and it makes fascinating reading. The title of the book is Spiritist Review, Journal of Psychological Studies, 1858, published in 2015. And the link to the uh, the book on Amazon, uh, I have it on my blog site. 
also you can find it on the uh, if you click on the picture of Alan Kardec on the right hand side of my blog nwspiritism.com you can find it it is, it is very interesting so an article about the young man how he was tricked Alan Kardec lays out eight main points to consider when dealing with spirits and each one is keep is worth keeping in mind uh, when dealing with the world oh Carol says hello hello so first, before I go into that, let me. There's a call that's been waiting, and let me get the person on the call. Hello, this is Brian. Who oh, are I'm just listening. Hello, you? I'm just... Oh, you're just listening. Okay, I will let you listen. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Okay, so we'll just let that person keep listening. A lot of people use Skype to call in and listen. It's easier. So. This is, this is the eight points. Number one, the spirits are not all equal in power, nor in power, nor in knowledge or wisdom. So, oh, let me keep, keep with the quote before I, I talk about it. As they are no more than human souls detached from the corporeal body, they present a variety even greater than that of people on earth because they come from all worlds and among the globes. Earth is neither the most basic nor the most advanced. Thus, there are very superior spirits as there are very inferior ones. Very good and bad, very wise and very ignorant. There are those of the levity, malevolence, liars, astute, hypocrites, polished, sharp, jokers, etc. All this is true. I've been, uh, I'm not a medium, of course, I, uh, but I've been at mediums meeting and I've heard People talk to these spirits, and you'll see a wide variety of, of you know, souls that are, 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 you know, will think that we're just a bunch of hypocrites, and um, and other ones that are, are mean, other ones that are nice and, and trying trying their hardest. So, you know, you just see all kinds, and that's why you have to be careful. Now, the other thing I want to hear from my listeners is when he said, Earth is neither... Um, you know, the most basic nor the most advanced. So we right now are on a planet of regeneration. What does that mean? Well, the first level is a primitive planet where you go and the law of, of, you know, the jungle is present. We all came from a primitive planet. We graduated from there. And that's just like, you know, eat or be eaten. Law of the fittest. In the planet of regeneration, we, this is a tough one. This is like the junior high. This is where you're you're amongst bullies. You're amongst people that you know physically bully, mentally bully. Uh, you yourself are full of emotions. It's hard to control yourself. One day you're up, one day you're down. We're learning how to be civilized on this planet. Now, and I've said this first. So I'm just going to mention this very quickly. Why are we here to be civilized? Because in the spirit world, thought is action. We have so much power, and I've done programs on it, but I'll do some more. You cannot believe what you can do when you go to the spirit world, when you are a civilized higher spirit. We're, we're not, we don't deserve that yet. We're not there. We have to control and be calm and loving, fraternal and charitable in all circumstances. Doesn't mean we have, doesn't mean we have to be meek or be pushovers, you know, if we may use our indignation to focus our energies. But that is why we're here. Every action has a reaction. Karma is real on this planet, on the planet of regeneration. When we do something in the past life, we have to learn about that, why we shouldn't have done that, 
in the next or the prison. So, number two. Oh, Krishna sent us high. We are incessantly surrounded by a cloud of spirits that occupy space around us, despite the fact that we cannot see them. Watching our acts, reading our thoughts, some to do us good, others to do us harm, whether good or bad spirits, accordingly. Now, very true. We live, we, we swim in a sea of spirits here on the umbral in Portuguese, or the lower zone, where all sorts of spirits, it's like you're in a, a city, and it's not segregated, it's everybody together. Now, when spirits able to ascend to heaven with the law of affinity, you can you are more with people who are like you, right? With people who are kind and generous and who mean well. But here on earth, to go back to the middle school or junior high, however you were you were raised, you're here with everybody. You get to see all the good, the bad, the ugly, and you know, the people who love to give you bad advice. I'm sure you've all been through that. That's what we live in all the time, us as children and adults. Amazing, isn't it? In fact, I never would have said it. If I had if I had someone told me that before I found out for myself this is this is true, this is real, I would have said no. This it's not spirits all around. Because you know, our culture says this is a, a primitive idea. You know, only primitive people believe in spirits. Well, you know, a lot of people believe in spirits, you know, the Egyptian culture, Roman culture, Greek. Then they knew Socrates had his spirit, very famous the precursor for Jesus, what he believed in. So a lot of people understand there is a spirit world. We just have to, you know, let go of the prejudices of our current society and understand there's there's more than just us, right? We love here on our materialistic culture just to be, think that science and we know everything and there's nothing that, unless it's in front of our nose and we can see it, it doesn't exist. Well, there's a lot we don't know that exists. And when you look at it, that's the way it works, right? Okay, number three, from the physical and moral inferiority of our globe is the hierarchy of the world. The inferior spirits are are more numerous here than the superior ones. Absolutely true. That's why we're here. Among those, number four, among those spirits that surround us, there are those that attach to us, that act more particularly over our thoughts, giving us advice, whose influence we follow unnoticeably. Good for us if we hear the voice of good spirits only. Now, this is really important. This is how you train yourself to to be successful in the spirit world. You start training yourself to filter out the dumber ideas. You use your conscience, that great thing that God gave us all, that set of divine laws. You start filtering out stupid ideas right away. Now, look, I, I know that all of us, as soon as we are in junior high or you know middle school, high school, college, right, we start really learn how to be very efficient in rationalizing things that go against our conscience. So just try and start stop doing that. It's it's hard at first, but it becomes easier as you go. I'm still not completely there, but you get better. That's why it's, you start filtering out those those dumb ideas, especially when they say get mad at somebody, right? Well, if someone said something about you, then you should get mad at them. You just need to say, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, Number five, the inferior spirits only bond to those that listen to them. 
that give them access to whom they connect. It's successful on dominating someone. They identify with their own spirit, fascinating them, obsessing them, subjugating them, and leading them on as one does to a child. Now, doesn't that sound exactly like the playground, right? When you tell your, your son or daughter, you know, just ignore that bully, right? Ignore that idiot, and they will get bored because only when you respond to their teasing or to their meanness, then they want more. Well, that's again, it's a lot like the spirit world. It's a, it's you know kind of disheartening that we have to go through this, but it's true. Try not let that person. Uh, obsession can never happen, but by inferior spirits. The good spirits never do that. The good spirits don't produce any kind of coercion. Come back the influence of the bad spirits and stay away when they are not listened to. How many times have you? Have you thought yourself you had good advice, and then you found that, ah, you know, you rationalize that away. I've, I, of course, I've done that many, many times. And then, you know, that wasn't a good idea, and I don't feel good about it. That's how we're, we're programmed, right? That's how we are. We, we don't feel good when we do things that are harmful to other people. And also, and, and that's why... You know, a good spirit will help us as much as they can, like a good teacher. A good teacher, if there's a student striving, even though it's hard and not getting it, but they're trying, you know, a good, you know, good teacher, good spirit will just keep working with that person. In fact, I was at a, N, uh, a NDE conference in Seattle, and this woman, a really wonderful woman, and she had an NDE, and she was talking about her spirit. She called him Frank because he was very frank. And he would tell her, don't do that. And of course, and she was quite amusing. And she would say, well, you know, I, I usually ignored him. And, and, uh, and he'd tell me, don't do this. And I'd do it. And then I would get hurt. Or, and and, and it was, she was just one of these, you know, you could tell she was from, you know, from early teenagers. She was a combative personality. And then she was just on how she kind of learned that, you know, you know maybe, I, maybe there's a better way. Maybe if I actually listened, you know, listened to my, my spirit mentor, I, I didn't have to go through this pain. And so that is, uh, she was wonderful. She was a, a great speaker. Oh, Suzanne says hello. Um, so anyway, it was, uh, she was very amusing to listen to. So that's something, you know, we should all try and go. In fact, I talked about that, fact, how I started, you know, after I became a spiritist, I look back in my life and I go, oh, I mean, I I could tell that there were times I was deliberately manipulated by spirits. It's very interesting too when you think when you read the books of Andre Luis, which I recommend to everybody. Uh, you know, one of the things they do is when they don't want you to do something, they will definitely they'll make you sick, right? You you can be sick or weak or whatever. And I, I said, yeah. In fact, I wrote a book on that. I called that um, the Seven Tenets of Spiritism: How They Impact Your Daily Life. And I talk, and that's more of my personal book. It, I don't have many references in there. It's more about how I, my life and how I, I started seeing the signs and signals. And once you start really looking for the signs and signals uh, when spirits talk to you, you know, it, you become more calm. Life, life is easier. Oh, good. Um, so then number seven is the degree of coercion and the nature of the effects of 
It produces determine the difference between obsession, subjugation, and fascination. Oh, and oh, it says, Kristen says, yes, Andre Lewis's book, Psychograph of Chico Xavier, are amazing. Yes, oh my God, read read them. Especially, uh, Andre Lewis has, a, a, like, from 1 to 13, a couple of them are not in English yet, but start with Nosal Lar. Um, again, uh, Kristen says, uh, EDICI America has an enormous thing, uh, enormous collection. And uh, as I said before, click on the, if you're on my blog site, Click on the picture of Alan Kardec. It takes you right to the EDICI bookstore, and it's got all the it's got all, all the books that have been translated in English, and uh, on the Andre Luis series is over. All the books are good, but the Andre Luis and then the ones by Manuel Tour is quite amazing. So, let me get back here. Number seven: the degree of coercion and the nature of the effects it produces determine the difference between obsession, subjugation, and fascination. Obsession is almost the permanent action of a strange spirit that leads to the person to be solicited by the incessant need to act by this way or that and to do this or that. Subjugation is a moral bond that paralyzes the free will of the one that suffers it, pushing the person to the most reckless attitudes, frequently most contrary to their own interests. And fascination is a kind of illusion produced by the direct action of a strange spirit, or by his cunning thoughts. Such as illusion, illusion produces an alteration in comprehension of moral things, leading to misjudgment and to mistake evil for good. One of the wonderful things in Brazil is they have a lot of spiritist centers that help people who are obsessed. Uh, and, uh, and they use, you know, they don't, they don't, um, they don't, like, give up the, the psychotropic drugs, right, to help people uh, have have these things. They they supplement them. They, they, they're not like the the old evangelical faith healers who say, oh, don't go to the doctor, right? No, they're very measured, and they have a fantastic success rate. And um, I wish they could get one here. I know uh, uh, some people have been trying. It hasn't been done yet. It would be wonderful. Is to really help people. And what they do is people who are obsessed is they try. And there's, of course, all sorts of methods to do this. And I'll just give you one. So is they try and talk to the spirit who's obsessing that poor person in, in their incarnate, in their physical life. Is why are you obsessing them? And, you know, usually, not all the time, there's all sorts of different methods. Uh, so I put a lot of qualifiers here. Is that, you know, that person who's alive did something very terrible. And they just, and they just have to say, you know, please forgive them. Let the spirit world work out their plan of, of improvement. You don't have to. You're wasting your time. You could be spending your time improving yourself. So, anyway, it's just an example. Um, and then number eight is, oh, yeah, and Karen's like, yes, always take your medicine, right? Always do your, your therapies, but that's just, right, right? So it's a, it's a, uh, an add-on, right, a supplement. Uh, human beings can always disengage from the, impress- the oppression of the imperfect spirits by their willpower, by the choice between good and bad. If the coercion achieved the point of paralyzing the will, and if the fascination is such that it obliterates reason, then the will of the third, place in, uh, third person may replace it. So, I mean, they're difficult for things that are very tough. In fact, there's a story, and I forgot the book. If someone on here can remember the book. It's one about kind of the life of Chico, and it was written by one of the people that were was working with Chico, and he'd come in there, and 
he would stand in line as they gave food to people uh, at the Chico. And then he's, he's, and he could hear uh, Chico talk to people as they're, you know, in his, as he's meeting them. And this couple came up and said, oh, Chico, you know, our, our daughter, she's trying to commit, uh, commit suicide a couple times. She's in terrible shape. And, you know, you know, how can we help her? And Chico thought for a second, goes, look, go do whatever good you could do. Whatever good you can do, go go help somebody. So what the couple did, they went back to their cities. This is in, in Brazil. And this is, you know, Chico died in um, 2004, I think. Um, so this is, you know, this is about 20 years ago or more than that. And they went and they started helping. Uh, they went and talked to prisoners. They went to the prisons, talked to prisoners, talked to them about spiritism, talked about how they could help. And then they came. They came back, and then and they said, "Chico, thank you. Her daughter's so much better. She's doing good. She's off the drugs." And then Chico explained to to this guy who wrote the book. He goes, "Well, you know, how, how did that happen?" And Chico said, "Well, what happened is the the parents went and helped these prisoners, and the mothers of the prisoners who were discarnate, who were you know, see that this this was a." These people were nice people. They were helping. And then they, they, they found out, they investigated. They found out that their daughter was being you know, obsessed by a spirit, and probably for a good reason in that person's mind. And then, then they said, no, look at the parents. Look how much help they're doing. Can, can you give them a break? Right? Can you help them? And they convinced this other spirit, say, please leave the daughter alone. Let, let the parents you know, help other people. And that it just shows you the connect the, the connectivity the connectedness of everything in the spirit world. Um, so it's just like uh, Suzanne said, yeah, do do good, right? Right, wherever you can, where you know, wherever you can go, try and be nice, and you know, live. you don't have to spend money, right? These people didn't spend any money. You just have to, you know, try and do as well as you could. So, for therefore, for those in the process of just curious about communication with the spirit world, one, you have to be on guard, you have to be wary, educate yourself, and the other thing is, is in, you know, and find out, you know, spiritist meetings. You know, I I know in some places in the United States, I know a lot of places in Brazil that you know, actually train you to be a medium, or you can. You know, asked to be a part of a medium's meeting so you can see what's going on, you can hear what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of great videos. Too bad, it's too bad most of the videos are all in Portuguese talking about where these mediums talk to spirits and they, they help people. But um, train yourself, and if you can't go to a place and read all about, you know, read the mediums book, Alan Kardec, there's other the, the, uh, uh, the domains of mediumship, uh, one of the under Louise's book, uh, Obsession. Uh, Read, read those books, and, and you'll find out a lot. And if you, if you want to know more, I have a list. Uh, look up the list of, of of places to find me. In fact, I'll go over that in a minute. There's a lot of places. I have that on my blog. Places to find uh, information about mediums. Uh, do a search, and you'll see a whole list of books. Most of them are all free, PDF. Uh, the other thing is, you know, these people, when they have mediums meeting, they just don't sit around a table willy-nilly and start the Ouija board. They, they they stay at the same table, on uh, the same location, the same night, the same hour, 
And they don't even try to talk to spirits at first. They, they, they have a spiritist meeting first. They pray. And that way the good spirits know to come and, and regulate how everything works, right? There's always a spirit mentor that regulates everything. Uh, oh, but Kristen says, me, mechanic, mechanicism of mediumship should be coming out soon. So that's going to be uh, translated. Well, that is great. I just cannot uh, um, wait for that. says, I'll buy it. I also heard Volte is supposed to be out soon, but I haven't seen that. I keep checking all the time. Because as soon as something gets out, of course, I, I buy it. So, Zabadil, if we go back to what Zabadil is saying, lets us know that until we gain a better communion with the spirit world, our progress remains difficult. This is what he said. For that they killed him, and today there is remaining too much, as we see it, of the sentiment both in the church and in the world outside. And until men do realize us, our presence, and our right of consideration as fellow members of the same kingdom of the Father, and not until this come to pass, shall men make much advance in discerning between light and darkness. And again, this will all come eventually, right? As we become a plan of regeneration and uh, even to the next level, we will more and more, as a natural part of our daily life, start listening and start understanding the spirit world. Right now, we're in this, we're in this pendulum swing of a lo- just technological advances in materialism, right? What's the most important thing in our culture today? Spending money, getting things, right? That that will come back. That pendulum will, will come back and we will we will we will be able to balance both. Because you know, we all have to make a living. We all have to work, but we, we have to learn to balance. So during the nineteenth and twentieth centuries, right, and now the twenty first, there has been an increase in activity in the spirit realm on our behalf. And with the advance of spiritism in the 1850s, right? Let's Alan Kardec read about him. They are they're planting the seeds, and Zebdauer defines it as light being directed into the darkness. That's what he says. It's light, and he, they're directing light into the darkness. And so, therefore, a plethora of new knowledge about the realm that put us here and guides us in our daily life is at our doorstep. It is up to each individual to determine whether it'll be picked up and acted upon or not. So again, I can't, I can't say enough that uh, you know, go out and, and read. It's, and I tell you, the books on uh, Andre Louise, they are fascinating and they are just wonderful reads. You cannot put them down. And if if you like, if you want to start, I would recommend and um, of course No Solar, N O S S O L A R. Um, there's also the movie. You can, I think the movie you can find it on Amazon. I have it. You can look up No Solar or Celestial City or Astral City, depends. And you can buy, I think, or rent it for three ninety nine. I would definitely read the book, but the uh, the movie is in Portuguese English subtitles, which is fine, and it has a wonderful Philip Glass uh, score. So I would I would look at that. I, you know, my wife and I we rewatch it, you know, at least once a year. Yes, also movie. Yep. Caroline reminded me, so I, 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 I got that one. So let's talk about, as we're talking about talking to spirits. So if we're talking about spirits, so what is a spirit? So Of course, we are all spirits. We are immortal souls. Oh, yes, there you go. Suzanne Baker says, No Solar, read it several times. Changed my life for the better. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, Suzanne? It is um, uh, 
yeah, Kristen says me too. It, words cannot not convey uh, the books by Andre Louise. Um, they are a wonderful gift to us from the spirit world. And in fact, I was uh, my wife and I were listening to uh, books. Uh, I'm mean, listening to a, a dialogue uh, about mediums. So he worked with Chico in the 1940s, and he came out with this book, No Solar, and they go, Chico. This don't this book is no one's going to believe this book. It talks about an astral city, talks about cities above Rio, cities above all the major places. You know, you know, no one's going to believe this. Don't publish this book. Of course, he did, and um, and it was uh, you know, it took, I'm sure it took a while for it to get you know to where it is today. Of course, it's still not very well known in the United States, and hopefully, people like us, we can um, we can. Uh, Help talk to our friends, talk to our neighbors, and tell people about these wonderful things, right? And this is what we sh- what we should do. Uh, oh, I got a message here from. Uh, I'm gonna get this message. This is from Isco. This is uh, mediumship work is very beautiful but very serious. People need to be serious about it, study, and do not participate in mediumship work just to see phenomena happening. And being a medium is not not a privilege it is just another beautiful tool to better oneself redeem oneself from past lives mistakes and wrongdoings very true at very excellent point it's 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 not it don't go there and think oh this is going to be like a disneyland ride right this is going to be interesting no 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 um uh, disabuse yourself of that notion and it's very hard and uh, you know everybody okay First, Alan Kardec says everybody is a medium, an intuitive medium, uh, to a certain extent, meaning that people give you ideas and you absorb them. You may not know that, but you are. But uh, you can read all about the different types of mediums and how to control it and be careful. And there's lots of books out there. Uh, and there's actually, a, a, um, you know, so study a lot first before you try anything. So anyways, excellent comment by uh, uh you know, by a person on, on our website. Thank you very much for, for saying that because it, it needs to be restated over and over again. Okay, so let's talk. So what is the spirit? So the first thing to think about, so when people, people, you know, who had visions, right, and in the ancient times of this time, and they saw either through a uh, near-death experience, whatever, and they saw this, you know, like a spirit, and you know, so spirits are all different levels. And they saw, they would see like you know like a, a horrible looking thing. You, you'll see that in the books by Andre Luis, right? And I'm sure like Suzanne and Kristen said they they read all of them. Where, where Andre Luis talked about these spirits that look horrible. And why do they look horrible? Because they're on the lower zone or the dark abyss, which is uh, kind of a hell or purgatory. There is no such thing as a permanent. No one is sent sent anywhere permanently, right? Everyone has a chance to redeem himself. They see these horrible-looking creatures. Now, why are they horrible-looking? Because they take on what they think, right? Thought, thought is action in the spirit world, and therefore, if you think you're a, you know, you're a snake or you're, you know, you're a terrible person, you will look like a terrible person to that other person looking at you. They'll also see people with NDEs. They'll see like these bright. They'll call them bright angels, right? They'll see. They'll see this like shiny light. And they, you know, barely hazily make out a face. Well, that's because that spirit is a higher spirit, 
and they 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 reflect the amount of love that's reflecting off of them back into the spirit world, right? So that they're very bright. Now, if you are at the same spiritual uh, spiritual level as they are, they would like look like a normal person. You know, they would look like you know, just, you know, your 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 you know your friend. But since you are at an inferior level, they look very, very bright, and therefore they've you know, been labeled like, a, like an angel. Oh, and Kristen says the book, Planetary Transition. Oh, it's another amazing book, too. And in fact, I just read that one, and there's a lot to talk about in that book. Uh, but um, I, yeah, that just came out, I think, like a month ago. I can't remember. But yeah, I've read that book already. Very interesting. So... Let's get back on, on spirits. You guys are trying to get me off the track here, but and you're doing a great job. So, uh, first of all, no one knows exactly how spirits are formed. They say God created them as to create other creatures. And, and this is question 81 in Alan Kardec's book. Question 81 is, are spirits formed spontaneously or do they proceed from one to another? God created them as he creates other creatures by his will, but we must repeat again that their origin is the mystery. Now, there are hints in other books, in actually in the books of Andre Luis, that it's like we start from primitive little, you know, personalities, little parts of uh, somewhat intelligence, and we kind of, you know, through I don't know how many billions of years, get to a point where they maybe select select us to have a more, to have more than just instinct, is to then have our free will. So I've read that, and you can, and, you know, a lot of people agree or, dis- or disagree with how this works, but that's kind of hinted in the books by Andrew Louise. It's hinted in the books on Beyond the Veil. But we don't know exactly how we're started. So think about this, you know, but we do know some things. We know that all spirits are immortal, that we cannot, that we will live forever. So think about this. So we have all these spirits walking around us. They're all immortal. They're all going to live many, many lives. Many spirits in the lower level are all kind of like trapped in their last life or the materialism or what they left behind. The higher spirits understand that all of this is temporary, right? Everything we have, the car that you have, the, the house you love or the house that you want to buy later on is all but temporary in that all, all you have when you go back to the spirit world is just your mind, right? Just your attitude and characteristics. Now, why is that? Why is that important to know about spirit? Well, because... Really, why are we on Earth? We're on Earth, and they say this a lot in the books on spiritism. We're on Earth to get rid of our basic emotions, our, our baser emotions. I said, uh, oh, and then Chris says, I'd love to reach out to you and interview for my YouTube. Absolutely, we can we can do that. Can't seem to add you on Facebook, though. Well, yeah, I, um, but I'll, I got your mail. I'll have that here, uh, Kristen, and, and we'll arrange that. Um, so, what happens then is that these immortal spirits who understand that life on earth is just to improve our character, right? And that's why they they um, know that we're here to to get rid of our blemishes. And what, what's a blemish, right? Well, like being petty, gossiping too much, right? Walking over all the things I've done, right? Trying to Trying to show you're better than other people so you get the raise and, and the promotion other people don't, right? I mean, I've done that. And and so and that's why, again, you'll you'll read this multiple times, especially in Andre uh, 
Louis series of books is is you know is suffering right and pain is 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 you know is the great educator and they don't mean that that they want pain for us just to be mean ah let's hurt this guy no it's like that that gets our basic emotions and really makes us change so So I just want to make sure we understand that. So, and the spirits are like us, right? So when you die, you are who you are. You are still that normal person, the abnormal person. You know, you're still that pickpocket you were before. You're still that criminal you were before. You're still that nice person you were before. You're still that loving person you were before. And, um, you know, you are who you are. And then Alice says, a lot of spirits I've dealt with believe that they'll be judged if they cross over. I love and inform them that they are not and not to be afraid. Yes, because you know what? And Alistair brought up a good point, and I'm, I'm getting off point here, but but um, you know how you go through life in in, in, in in the news and stuff like this, like, oh, people are watching this all the time, right? People are probably got some, some app on my iPhone. They know where I am all the time. I, they know my credit card. They know everything. Well, I got news for you. And I wouldn't call it judging, um, but it's like the spirit world knows what we're doing all the time. We, and it, this was in the domains of mediumship, right? Uh, and in fact, it was, I think it was in the introduction by Emmanuel in one of Andrew Luis's books. Is that, you know, he says, we're spirits, we radiate thoughts all the time. And each of us radiate thoughts that have a unique identifier. And that's why when you look at NDEs and people and near death experiences, and they see these episodes that played from their life, and they they were played not only in in like real 3D life, but even the thoughts that they're thinking and the thoughts other people are thinking, because they take the spirit world has all this information in this universal cloud where they know everything you're thinking, and they're not doing it to judge you; they're doing it like a teacher does. They're doing it to say, okay, how can we help this person? And there was this wonderful NDE. In fact, I. I I had the book by Sergio talks to us, 12 accounts from near, near death and other experiences. And he went through this, this learning curve. And uh, I mean, he had had this NDE experience and they were showing him scenes from his life. And he said, and he would look at his life and goes, Oh no, I, I did that. And he go, Oh, don't worry about it. Just keep going. And he, he kept saying, slow down, slow down. I want to analyze what I did wrong. And he said, no, 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 keep going. And it, 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 you know, and I think I've said this before on the program, but very quickly, is that he, he found out that even the dumb things, everything is important as it is unimportant. And what does he mean by it? I thought it was very. It was like an insight that, that everyone should, should hear about. Is that you go through life, you learn. It's like your kids, right? You expect your children to do dumb things all the time. The only thing you'd like them to do, if they could, right? We all hope is they can learn from those experiences and therefore, and that's what really they'll do. They don't mind us doing stupid things, mean things. They don't like it, but it's the same. We have to learn from these things. That's what it means. Okay. So let me just go quickly before I um, get too far off. The places to find information about mediumship. So again, you can go to my blog and just put places to find information about mediumship. You'll find it. And there are uh, there are Direct connections to to the Book of Mediums. It's on PDF, of course. You can find that yourself on Google. The Domains of Mediumship. Oh, this obsession by uh, Francisco C. Xavier and uh, Waldo Vieira. That's available 
on Amazon and also uh, uh, Pedia, the Subsession. So, and then we are all mediums by uh, Odilian Fernandez and Carlos Basile available on Amazon and on uh, PDF. So you'll, and I have links on, on my, uh, on my website. There's other ones too. The ones that have just been recently uh, uh, translated in English. And, and again, as Kristen says, go to the EDICEI bookstore and you'll see all there and, and start reading this. It's, it's, uh, it's very important. Now, Let's talk more about spirits. So are all spirits, so when you die, when you go over, when you pass over in the spirit world, you become all of a sudden this, this uh, genius? Well, if you're a higher spirit, yes, your attributes, your characteristics are, are probably multiplied because you're, you're, tuning, you're tuning into like, like, you know, the universal data mark, right? You're into the universal cloud. And you have these things that are, are just wonderful, right? But if you are in like the lower zone or other things like that, is that ability is d- diminished. And so all spirits are created equally. And then eventually all spirits will rise to, you know, equal like, you know, in order to become the pure spirit. You become very intelligent, but you have to go through a lot of experiences and you have to learn to exercise that part of yourself first in many, many, many lives. So the question in the spirits book, Alan Kardec asks this, question 127, are all spirits created equal in point of intellectual capacity? So I just want you to notice, when you go forth and talk to spirits, this is, helps you on the book. It says, they are all created equal, but not knowing from whence they come, for their free will must have its fling. They progress more or less rapidly in intelligence as in morality. Therefore, we start out all the same. As a spirit, there's no inherent limit, like, in relation to other spirits and our intellectual ability. Our development of our abilities, like our spiritual quotient, is up to us. Now, in our physical body, there are limits to our intelligence, right? There's no way that some of us are going to be as intelligent as Einstein or, or some of these other scientists because we just weren't born with that capacity in our physical brains. So in our physical life, no matter how much we study, we're not going to be as smart as some other people. But in the spirit life, you're all, you're all created equal, right? So you can become as intelligent as you want. You just have to work for it. So that's why I just know that. So it, just because the Spirit's talking to you doesn't mean that they know everything. And that's why, again, I'll go back to this, like frivolous spirits. And some of them will make up, make up just ridiculous theories. In fact, another one in in one of his books, I think it was the Psychological Review, Spiritual Review, 1859, was saying, you know, the Earth was born of this, you know, other other Big Bang theory or whatever. I forgot what it was, but it was. in Alan said, "This is this is a um, uh, an example of a spirit just making things up." Oh, and then Alison Cook says, "I change a negative spirit into a positive. I encourage so much love and positive vibes." which in turn helps me to help them cross over. It's such a heavenly feeling when I see a spirit cross over. See, and that's a wonderful thing, right? Because we, I've seen that too in uh, Medium's Meeting, where a spirit is tied uh, to earth, either through mature, uh, materialism or just some sort of emotion. And they think, well, you know, God's not going to accept me, or I, don't want, or I don't even want to talk about it. And it is a wonderful thing. Uh, it's a great thing that, that, that you do. So that, that's that, that's wonderful. 
Um, that's important to know. That so there's a, it's just like here on Earth. There's a wide range. There's a wide range of of uh, of, of spirits out there. Now, the other interesting thing is the hierarchy of spirits, and this is. Uh, I'll start with the lowest ones first. This is from Alan Kardec, and what he did. And I kind of created, you could read on page after page after page, but it's in the Spirits book. And this is kind of the, the, the broad categories of the third order spirits, which is a lack of, this is one of the lowest orders, right? So the lack of spirituality, right? There are many good people who don't believe in an afterlife. So I understand our culture doesn't, doesn't encourage that behavior. They, they want you to believe only in this life, uh, for their own, their own reasons. Hence, when they awaken, they find themselves still on earth and they are confused. These spirits are helped by second-order spirits to realize where they are, and the vast majority ascend fairly <clears throat> rapidly. Oh, it's like I'm going to get a drink of water. There's rebellious spirits. Some spirits don't want to recognize the existence of a supreme being, right? The spirituality. Hence, they remain where their bodies decompose on earth, until they determine the beauty of life is in serving, strong-willed, and usually intelligent. When they are ready, they have the capacity to rise quickly in the spirit hierarchy. Now, I'll bet you all of us here have been that. Uh, you know, I bet all of us has been that way. We're like, you know, I'm not going to anybody tell me what to do. And again, this is you know, right in the Bible. This is where Jesus says, you know, to get to God, you have to be humble. And isn't that hard for us to do, is to be that humble? And you hear that. Uh, in mediums, we're like, well, you know, no one, no one's going to tell me what to do, or, or you know, I, I know as much as anybody else. Or, well, this system isn't perfect, and why do I have to be a slave to this? And I, I understand that. I understand that uh, completely, and I'm sure I've been there. But when you really learn about the spirit realm and the why they're trying to. Why they are trying to train you and fashion you in the way they are, because thought is action. We really can't have people who, are un, who cannot control their thoughts for the good have that immense power. Think of it. If Jesus was just a regular person in the, in the, in the, in the, in the book by Manuel on the way to the light, right? Jesus is one of the high spirits that helped form this whole solar system, the earth and everything helped fashion and guided the, the, the evolutionary uh, you know, pace of the planet. Now, if, if Jesus was just an ordinary Joe like me, and like I said, oh, I don't like those, those people, I'll just wipe them out or I'll do this or that, and you lose your temper or whatever, that, that would be a disaster to have someone with that much power not be pure of heart, be a pure light being. And that's what you have to understand is that, okay, and the other thing is the spirit world is not going to mess with your free will. If you want to be, you know, unrepentant and feel a false sense of superiority, you can do that as long as you wish. I mean, it's interesting. Chico, they were talking about one time he went and he was signing uh, at a bookstore, right? And he signed his name and this lady got his book and she took his book and then she went back to Chico. He goes, you signed this book wrong. He goes, you said Cisco, which means, like in Portuguese, is a grain of sand. And he goes, oh, he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, I just feel like a Cisco, right? I mean, I feel like as unimportant as a grain of sand. So imagine 
Imagine someone like Chico, who is like far superior, I think, to almost any of us uh, feeling like that as to how we should feel as far as part of this, the immensity of the spirit universe. So, materialists, another type besides rebellious, is they live a life dedicated to the amassing, amassing of wealth. Most are everything else of lower priority. Being miserly as an example, spirits who worship their property above all else find they're still tied to earth and can't leave it. In fact, and I forgot which book it is, one of Andre Luis's books, he actually found his grandfather was a tight in the lower uh, zones uh, looking for gold. Actually, it was mud, but uh, he didn't know the difference. And actually, Andre Luis had people help his grandfather. Selfish. Never thought of others. Their needs always came first. Like the materialist, life was about what could be done on earth. Another one is like a criminal, right? A combination of materialism and selfishness with a violent streak and a complete lack of respect for others. They'll be in the right place when they pass on, right? Eventually they will tire of existing in a world full of souls similar to them and to seek to improve. Most of these people are probably more primitive spirits. I'm sure we've all been there too, where we just took what we wanted to and, and didn't let yet learn to be a more civilized type of person. And then suicides. Uh, one thing, uh, you know, spiritualism works a lot to prevent suicides. And that's why I hope everybody tells them. And, and there's uh, a lot of information about suicides in the book under release. There's also on the EDICI uh, bookstore, there's Memoirs of a Suicide by Yvonne Piera. Now, I will tell you, this book was amazing. It, to me, it was right up there uh, was the uh, under Luis's books. Uh, it was all about a spirit, Camilo um, Bronco, who committed suicide, and he actually helped uh, Yvonne Piera write this, this, well, show her the scenes of what he went through. And his, he was called the Balzac of Portugal. Uh, he committed suicide in 1899. I can't remember the exact date. And all about what happened to him, how long he stayed in the umbrow, where he went afterwards, how he how he went through past life regression. Um, yes, Alison Cook says worst thing suicide. It's, it's horrible. It believe me. So the spirit world for these spirits, these poor spirits. If you talk to them, uh, they think they're escaping. It's actually like okay, when you're a spirit and you're put on Earth, that's a privilege. It's like driving. It's a privilege, not a right. And you sign up for. 60 years, let's say, 60, 70 years of life on Earth, you can't leave early. Your body, your paraspirit, is like programmed to say, okay, at age, let's say, let's say you're supposed to die at 65. It's programmed to release yourself when you're 65. But if you commit suicide at age 50, you have another 15 years to be on Earth. And Suzanne Baker, members of sight, so enlightening, no escape. Yes, a great book, right, Suzanne? I mean, amazing. Uh, Yvonne Piero, just what a wonderful, wonderful medium she was. And I wish they'd put more of her books into English. As soon as I find out, I, I would get them. There's another one, too, that there is in English that, that I've read. So, but anyways, at, starting at question 101 in the Spirits book, I recommend everybody uh, read the Spirits book because that's really the, the headwaters of everything. That's the first book from Alan Kardec. And of course, I don't I'm sure everybody here knows this already, but Alan Kardec wasn't a medium 
who talked to spirits and got these answers. Alan Kardec was more of an intuitive medium, of course, but he was at these meeting tables, and he organized. He was called the codifier of spiritism. He organized these questions, and he sent them to mediums all throughout Europe. And until he got similar answers to the same questions, he, he wouldn't codify them. So, he, you know, it wasn't like sometimes today where you have, you know, the spirit of this person being channeled or that, or that spirit being channeled. He, he tried to really see everything that was happening. And I thought it was, you know, so it's entirely different. And that's why I don't, I don't uh, usually refer to any work that's not spiritist because you don't know what, what you're reading. And if I do, I say, this is not, you know, this is not a spiritist book, but this may be interesting, right? So I, I you know, I try and, and show that as I, as I talk about things, like in my book, uh, The Case for Reincarnation, I try and take all the different spiritist books and that I've read and say, okay, this is kind of Reincarnation 101, and like in Explore Your Destiny, this is heaven, this is hell, this is the spirit realm, and kind of condense, because you can go through all of honor religious books, and it's just like, Little nuggets of information here and there and everywhere, and that's why I've really written it, is to get those nuggets, put them together in a coherent uh, place that people can say, okay, this is what the spirit is, this is what heaven's about, this is you know how you plan for reincarnation, etc. Okay, so general, um, so the general characteristics of a third order spirits is predominant influence of matter over spirit. Propensity to evil, ignorant pride, selfishness, and all the evil passions which result from these. They have the intuition of the existence of God, but they have no comprehension of him. They are not all of them thoroughly bad. In many of them, there is more of frivol, but more of just, you know, being teasing. One of reasoning power and love of mischief than of downright wickedness. Some of them do neither good nor evil, but the very fact that they do no good denotes their inferiority. So, and then a second order spirit, and again, there's the complete description. This is at question 107, and this is uh, a general summary. is covered in 107. General characteristics is predominance of spirit over matter, desire of excellence, their qualities and their power for good are proportionate to the degree at which they have arrived. Some of them possess scientific knowledge. Others have acquired wisdom and charity. The more advanced among them combine knowledge with moral excellence. Not being yet completely dematerialized, they preserve the traces of the corporeal existence more or less strongly marked according to the rank. Traces which are seen either in the mode of expressing themselves in their habits or in some cases in the characteristic eccentricities and hobbies still retained by them. But for these weaknesses and imperfections, they would be able to pass in the category of spirits of the first order. They've acquired a comprehensive idea of God and of infinity and have already shared the felicity of the higher spirit values. Uh, Alice, Alison Cook says, I find that the spirit is still in the same spot where they committed suicide. But yes, um, I see that a lot. And I don't think, I don't think that's a overall completely true all the time that when, I, when I've read, but a lot you'll see and because they're, they'll be connected to that decomposing, that 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 spot, that that body, that area, and um, but um, in the in the memories of a suicide, which Alex, I don't know if you've read or not, I'd recommend that book. Uh, they will stay there for a while, and then in uh, Camilo's 
point is he was actually rounded up and then taken to a place into like this valley of, you know, hellishness until his time was up. And then he and a, and a group of, you know, his compatriots who were in this valley, this cave, not very good existence, but then were taken to a, uh, a kind of a spiritist hospital for them to understand uh, what, what happened. Yes. So I would recommend that book, uh, Allison. It's, uh, you would find that fascinating and give you a kind of insight um, into into uh, who you're talking to, and 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 maybe you could even help them and show them what's going on because these you know these poor people thinking they escaped need help, right? You know, God love them all. Uh, so so that therefore the second order. Oh, infinity. So they have acquired this is uh, second order. They've acquired the comprehension of God's infinity. They find their happiness both in the accomplishment of good and the prevention of evil. The act, the affection by which they are united, affords them ineffable delight, troubled neither by envy, remorse, or any other of the evil passions, which make the torment of spirits of lower degree. They still have to undergo the discipline of trial until they have completed the work of their purification. I say probably many of us on this program are almost there, right? We're still going through trials and purification. We're trying to be good people. Uh, it's it's not easy. We're, we backslide. We make mistakes. Uh, we're trying to remain calm in other circumstances. But, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people better than I am. As spirits, they infuse good and noble thoughts into the minds of men, turn them from the path of evil, protect those whose course of life renders them worthy of their aid, and neutralized by their suggestions, the influence of lower spirits on the mind of those who do not willingly yield to the evil counsels of the latter. The human beings in whom they are incarnated are upright and benevolent. They are actuated neither by pride, selfishness, nor ambition. They feel neither hatred, rancor, envy, nor jealousy, and do good for its own sake. So that's where I think, well, I don't know if I'm there yet because I haven't followed that completely, right? I, I haven't been affected by... Uh, I have been affected by pride, selfishness, and ambition. So, I mean, so I'm still climbing. So I was a bit disappointed in that last paragraph. I said, oh, darn it. I'm not there yet. What's, I, I, I accept that now. Uh, so, anyway, I just want to go through this. I think that, that I hope this has been a good discussion, and I really appreciate everyone being on the phone and asking questions. And I, I want to wrap this up is is just the, is something from one of uh, uh, from Andre Luis's book, and also I heard a report from a medium who used to sit with Chico Xavier. The Chico said that Jesus had talked to John, his disciple, and asked how the Earth was advancing at one point in time, and John replied not very well in, in a sad manner. And the religious organizations weren't serving the people, only themselves. And then Jesus told them that he will direct the spirits to talk to mediums who aren't part of any religious organization. And from that came the plan for Alan Kardec to start the third revelation. Right? The spiritism, they call it the third revelation, the first being Moses, the second, the New Testament, Jesus Christ, and then Alan Kardec under, under the leadership of Jesus Christ as governor of our planet, some other times besides the third revolution. And that is because they had, um, before that, they tried to have these people who were mediums be part of religious organizations. That was probably the most efficient way to get information out. 
And that's why the whole thing about going forth and talk to spirits is they're encouraging lay people, right, to start communion spirits, start learning this. Because it's not, and, you know, I know a lot of people who believe in the infallibility of the Bible. The spirits themselves, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. You know, the messages of love are, are forever. But really what spiritism is telling us is that information will come. That as we become more sophisticated in our culture, our technology, we will get more and more information. And that's why whatever I write about spiritism is probably only good for a certain amount of time, right? Because there's always more information coming out. It's not the spirit world. It doesn't set give us a static, you know, description. No, this is dynamic. This we are more able to, we'll get more and more information. So hence mediumship plays a vital part in spiritism. And you've seen propaganda by others saying, oh, you know, if you're a spiritist, whatever, they will, uh, you'll, you'll talk with demons. Well, yeah, sometimes you'll talk with not, not good people, but you have to understand who you're talking to. You understand who, we, who you're talking to is superior and when to take advice and when not to take advice. It's, 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 uh, it's a discipline and it's not easy. And in fact, um, Andre Luis, in the domains of mediumship, uh, he talked about he talks about mediumship with his instructor. All this he says, I consider mediumship today is similar to the prophecies of the past. And in his, you know, he always has in his books, he always has it like these mentors, right, to tell him what to do. He says, yes, agreed, obvious quickly, because with the difference being that mediumship today is a concession of God to humanity that reflects the maturity of human understanding. Mediumistic phenomena is not new, only the form in which it is disseminated. Different creeds existing for centuries were paralyzed with the spectacle of exterior demonstration, making celestial revelations incomprehensible. So for people who are on this, uh, you know, on this call, like, you know, Allison and others who seem to definitely have mediumship ability, it's there for a purpose, Right. It's there because we now have a better understanding. We and we understand more of what's being asked and we get more sophisticated. There's more there's more resources for us to read about what we're doing. There's more resources for us to understand who we're talking to. And then Alice expands upon what he said. This is on page uh, hundred and sixteen in the domains of mediumship. Christianity in particular, which should be the simplest and most simplified school of amplified school of faith, has long subscribed to the temple rituals. It is imperative to liberate its principles from these to be of value to the world. These principles benefit from today's scientific findings. For this reason, the unseen government of the planet brought out in the open the notion of eternity via the survival of the soul to awaken the anesthetized minds of the public. This is how we see Jesus now, not as a founder of rituals and dogma, but as the true redeemer of human souls. Being an instrument of God and excellent, he utilizes mediumship to enhance his doctrine of love. So, this is, um, I'm hoping, I hope this helped. Uh, I, uh, Kind of give you an idea. Um, there's lots of there's lots of good writing about this, and I wanted just to say uh, God bless everybody, 
And thank you for being part of the program. Thank you for, for again, coming to our Sunday uh, live broadcast. It's, again, every Sunday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern, uh, Central uh, Central 6, Mountain 5 o'clock, all the other times throughout the world, right, uh, which I don't want to name here. Uh, wonderful thing about Facebook is you can comment me from wherever you are, Brazil, you know, China, wherever, all on the Internet that is helping us spread the word of spiritism. And again, if you can tell people about these books you read, right? Spread the word. You know, go forth. Go forth and talk to humans too. Is is tell them what this does for you. And um, well, thank you, Suzanne. She says thank you. I'm learning so much, and uh, and uh, and it's my pleasure. So yeah, have people you know look at you know look up Alan Kardec. Have have people come to my blog. I think my blog it makes it simple. It's got like definite. Features on it as far as, you know, destiny, reincarnation, and DE. They can read a little bit about it. They can understand why. Because everyone, everyone's interested in this, is, is interested in spiritism or interested in spirituality because they see things that aren't explained by all these rational talking heads, right? With, um, uh, you too, Esco. I have a nice week, Brian, he said. Is is that there's things that are unexplained that they have seen for themselves, just like I have seen for myself, why I became a spiritist. So hopefully we can help these people. So I want to say, uh, just God bless everybody. I will put our ending credits on, and I just hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful rest of their weekend, and we will see you next Sunday at the same time. I would like to thank everyone. I would like to thank everyone. For our program on Radio. And to point you in a direction to find more information about the spirit world around us. You can visit my blog at www.nwspiritism.com. Again, that is www.nw, as in Northwest, spiritism.com. And if you are ever in the Northwest, I certainly would welcome to have you come to our meeting on Bainbridge Island near Seattle in the state of Washington. Many blessings to all of you, and please continue to explore spiritism and the spirit world around us.